Hey guys, welcome to our first Scare B&B after show with the Garage Girls. Two girls in, a, in garage a garage creating stuff. I'm Courtney Dunham. I'm Beth Selman. And we are here at our office in Culver City. We've got our fire going on in the background. We've got an Earl Grey, which I'm regretting already that I had two because I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and we have our cute little garage doggie, Belle, who just jumped off her chair and is now sitting under the table. And she's looking at you. She wants some food. Yeah. As Oh, it's yeah. lunchtime. Did it's we mention that? It's going to be that? lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. Do not record before lunch. Yeah. yeah. We're, always, we're always thinking about what our next meal is going to be. Yeah. We do love our uh, food. So, as we said, this is our, we're really excited. This is our first after show for our Scare B&B podcast. We're going to be doing it after each episode. But before we get into chatting about our pilot episode, Get Away From The Cabin, Let's tell you a little bit about why we came up with our Scare B&B podcast and our whole love of B&Bs. Yeah, uh, well, Scare B&B is really just one idea, a subset of a bigger idea, which focuses on B&Bs because Court and I, we love houses and we love to travel. Travel. So Mm -hmm. B&Bs became like a symbol for experiences uh, and a journey. So from a writer standpoint, there's nothing cooler than going to a B&B and you can use that as your set piece for whatever you're doing. So with Scare B&B, we thought we'd tap into kind of the universal fear, we should say, about either staying at a stranger's house, going to a strange place, Mm -hmm. uh, or having a stranger stay at your house. And just kind of play around with that for the series. But we have lots of ideas to do more stuff with B&Bs exactly. in the future. And everybody has like a story about something weird that happened. It could be at a hotel or a B&B or someone weird that they met. Yeah. Oh, it's just like Beth said. Oh, yeah, and I love so, hotels. And then basically for us, the reason why we want to get into all these B&B stuff is because as writers, we have all these like crazy, fun, romantic, funny suspenseful stories and we're like great we can put all of them in all these different places of that we love to travel with so it's like a great combination yes. and with scare bnb i think we both can say we watched a lot of episodes of scooby-doo when we were younger yeah. so mm-hmm. scooby-doo uh scooby-doo. is kind of the where uh, are you the yeah. tonality <laughs> for our type of scare and it's kind of our tonality for our whole friendship really so we we love a good uh, adventure you know so of all the places, um, and we're going to be going all over the states and all over the world uh, eventually, but for all the places that we could have picked to launch our first Scare B&B pilot episode, you decided to pick a place that played a big part of, part of your childhood in upstate New York, yes, and it I still did. does in all of our, our lives now, specifically Barnes Corner. Now, I think it's safe to assume that most people have never heard no, of Barnes Corner. I don't they have, yes. <laughs> so where is it and kind of what do we need to know about it? Why did you pick that for the first setting? I think the most important thing to know, Barnes Corner, Barnes Corners is a very small, a very small town in upstate New York. It's in a region called Tug Hill. It's like right on the edge of the Adirondacks. And the reason why I picked it, I mean, it's twofold. One, it's because my family has a cabin. If you look in the on the cover, that's actually the picture of our family lodge. Um, and if you look at the trailer and you kind of pause it real quick, you'll actually see my dad standing up on top of the roof because That'd be his job was to get the snow down because, yeah. and it's a lot of snow in the winters there because, well, 
for everyone who's listened to Get Away From The Cabin, you know yeah, what happens this at the end. This based on a real You cabin. know that that yeah. snow really can come down and, um, you know, you're talking tons of water, frozen water. So, yeah, you can find my dad, Richie, um, on the cabin. And I think it's interesting. We were talking about, what, and Beth touched on this briefly at the start of the episode, but why is it in the middle of winter, everybody needs a getaway, they miss the sun, they miss being warm, and it's like, I know, so let's have a getaway to an even more remote winter cold oh, location. Yeah. We've all been it's there. It's totally we're like, insane. What were we thinking? It only sounds good in the idea when you think about it, yeah. but when you actually do it, yeah, speaking from somebody who... As a kid, you know, many weekends went up there. Yeah. Although we had a blast. I mean, it yeah. was really fun. But it was very cold. I mean, we're talking, this yeah. is a pioneering spirit because you got to get in and it requires you to walk. You're already off, you're way off a highway and you cannot drive in. You have to park your car. Yeah. And, and it's got to be four wheel drive. And then you have to either have snowshoes, skis, or a snowmobile to get in. And then sometimes you have to dig your way in. Um, if the snow has fallen off the roof, and um, and then you got to make a fire because it's really cold. Yeah, which I would love. But can I just say I'd be totally in if I had a snowmobile going in, even skiing. But I'm not skiing with a big load. But you know, because yeah, I mean, it's just you don't. Like I said, you kind of romanticize it. It's yeah. like me going to Europe with my friend Shell when I was 39. It's like the best time of my life. But we're like, let's backpack all over Europe. You don't think about the fact of your backpacking with 40 pounds on your back exactly it's arduous and can i just say you know when you wear a snowmobile helmet you cannot have good hair so and wearing snowmobile pants i'm out hello that's gonna add about 30 pounds yeah onto your yeah so you're not gonna look attractive you know for a snowmobiling weekend although i will give our main character a shout out if i was gonna carry anything wine Anything, I just said, anything in, it would be wine. Yeah. See, Freudian slip there. Two bottles, would be carrying, was that yeah. enough? Yeah. Especially if I was in the middle of a bad relationship, um, which uh, we've all been there when we've had like a little hard times in our marriage, which is how the whole thing starts off. There's some tension in the marriage. Yeah. But I was going to say, I would definitely be bringing wine. So um, I would definitely... Um, volunteer to carry that and the food and probably nothing else so yeah i wouldn't have the snowmobile pants on knowing well, my short waisted yeah. body our main <laughs> characters you know they're a husband wife they're a younger couple but they've been together probably for a few years now yeah. uh but kind of what what the setup is is he's lost his job his unemployment yeah. has run out so they have there's a little there friction too. at home mm. i wanted to set it up where you know this couple's been together a while and they're kind of not simpatico and arguing bickering and this trip has kind of symbolized for them a getaway Mm -hmm. but there's kind of a play on words with the story in many ways because um, yes they're going to want to get away from the cabin for what happens later but it was meant as a getaway from each other because they kind of can't stand each other when it first starts and I think that was the fun part of writing the story because we always write transformations and we bring exactly. that that's to when they can count on throughout. a suspenseful story too. And these, these, this husband and wife, they have to kind of transform themselves, yeah. and basically they have to work together because uh, what is what they're confronted with, their supreme ordeal, uh, is something really scary, and it takes both of them together to be united. Yes, and before um, we'll just jump in really quick here. Before we go into specific moments, because a lot of the after show, we're going to be talking about our favorite moments and asking, 
each other, whoever happened to write that episode, kind of what was like the backstory there or, or some of their thinking. But before we go into the story more, we want to give a spoiler alert, hence the name After Show. So if you're listening now, pause it, go back and listen to this great pilot episode that Beth wrote and narrated so you know what we're talking about because that's the fun part like every the, this is what we do all the time with our favorite shows like this is us or or uh, Barry or we love yeah. Dead to Me Now we pick it that's apart like, after gotta yeah. give a shout out to Christina Applegate we just finished that one and like that's why we love what we do is because we love to watch something and then we, we love to talk about it so just spoiler alert oh, listen yeah. to it first yeah, and then hope we, can we talk didn't about it. spoil some parts for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's all good. It's all good. Well, you knew something was going to happen just from the cover. Yeah. So, as the writer, um, what's one of your favorite? What was one of your favorite moments that you like? Because I know I'm like chim- chiming at the bit to jump in, and because I've got my little list of favorite moments that like stopped my heart, or I laughed at loud, or what have you. So, um, that is a really good question. I, you know, I would say. My favorite moment is actually at the very, very end. I know what you're going to say, the text. No. Uh, not that far to the end. Oh. It's when they're leaving the cabin on this weird snowmobile that's like okay. oddly oh. high tech. Yeah. It makes no sound. And as anyone who's ever ridden a snowmobile knows, they make a lot of noise. Oh. And um, they stop and they go back. They have that axe with them. And, you know, they're leaving the cabin now. This is definitely after all the excitement has, has happened. And, you know, the husband, he stops the snowmobile. He takes the axe and he takes that wire mm-hmm. off the road. Yep. Um, and he breaks it off of the tree mm-hmm. so that no one would be injured. And, um, and then he, if you recall, you know, the day before he took his wife's scarf, a red scarf, and he wrapped yeah. it around mm-hmm. the wire so that somebody... So warned somebody else. Yeah, would see it. And um, he unloops it from the um, from the line, and he puts it around her neck, which I thought it's was... very tender. It's a very, like, you know... Yeah. Uh, kind of closure kind of moment to the experience, but yeah. um, lets you know that they're on a new page, a new chapter in their relationship, exactly. and they kind of recognize their bond and that they're better together. Um, and then they, you know, leave kind of transformed, a transformed couple. And it was symbolized in the, well, the scarf. And like we said, it's like a lot of our stories, whether, you know, in, in this series, they'll be very suspenseful, which we should talk about a little bit too, about our brand of, because um, we didn't mention that in the beginning, our brand of what we think is, is kind of scary. But you can always count on us in our storytelling. Both Beth and I are big kind of transformative writers, and we like to write about the human journey because whether you're laughing, crying, scared shitless, um, we want to have something that kind of transforms. Like, where did the characters start? Where are they now? And, you know, it is our hope that anything bad you go through, you're going to transform yourself in some way. Right. And maybe get closer to the person you have to be with. Yeah, this is not, you know, our brand of scare, like you're saying, is not... It's not graphic violence. It's not gratuitous violence. It's not. It's we not even like super yeah. scary. Although you would say you'd be on the edge of your seat. Yeah, I mean, definitely. there it definitely is a scare. It's suspenseful. It's suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, and it's not morally ambiguous either. This is not a situation where, um, you know, characters go bad and they stay yeah. bad. Um, 
our stories, the Supreme Ordeal is transformative. And I think that's yeah. what all of our stories yeah. do with the Garage Girls. Because that's, that, that's how life is. I, that's kind of the meaning of life. Like you're going to go through hard times, you're going to go through good times. You might go through a very scary time, like some of our stories, but how are you going to, like, what is the lesson and how are you, you going to be exactly. afterwards? You know, that's the meaning. We find the meaning in so all of So I love that, that little scar. Yeah, I mean, there's so many favorite moments, um, but I think that that's a great segue for what you just said um, about where they ended up, where I can go back to the beginning, because one of my favorite um, moments is when they get the call, or sorry, the text from Stacy saying mm-hmm. that she's not coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, your best friend texts and says, I'm not coming, family emergency. Yeah. Okay, the moral of the story is there's a family emergency. Oh, shit, there's something really wrong. Yeah. But, um, and this is so us, can we just, like, cop to it? We would have, like, the first big thing that they, like, react to, What? The stakes aren't coming? Yeah. Never mind the family emergency. Yeah, yeah. I hope everybody's yeah. okay. But what are we effing eating for dinner? <laughs> it's like, this is like a big deal. And that would so be Beth and I. We had a recent uh, experience in Vegas. Her family came out and we were all there. And they had decided our plan was we were going to have a really good um, I was imagining that halibut some salmon. salmon dinner. Mm-hmm, with yeah. some garlic mashed potatoes. And yeah. some of our people who will remain nameless ate a little bit more before the show. Appetizers. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't want to eat dinner. And I remember Beth and I walking, trying to find them. And Beth was they like, got hot this pretzels. is like my worst nightmare. There's nothing I'm open. I'm not having a hot pretzel for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so we still haven't got over that one. But yeah. So to us, to me, that was like laughing it loud yeah. because it was like, you're irritated. But also, it, goes, it circles back to the transformation point that you said. Because although they're vocal about the steak as we would be, it's also a really indicator about they're in a bad place because they don't want to be alone. It's like how many yeah. times, you know, we often talk about this like more the merrier. But, you know, if you've got tension in a relationship or it's just the two of you, you want someone else around. It's like it's like the guys can talk about this. The girls can have their wine and we can make fun of them as they're talking about their video games. Yeah, the other couple is definitely intended to be a buffer. So exactly. They kind of say, oh, we can't oh, go. Oh, shit, it's just us. Then it's like they're confronted with the reality of, oh, yeah. boy. And, and we thought we were already stuck with each other back at our our house now go out in the middle of the woods where there is literally nothing else around but a lot of snow and silence and you see how well you're going to get where we actually have the team together and figure out our shit here yeah really push them together there's nowhere left to turn yeah but to each other yeah exactly and keeping on the food and the wine theme yeah can we we uh, talk more about that yeah (laughs) because uh I think you're going to have some tacos for lunch. Yeah. It, I was going to say, you'll get to see us real quick. Yeah, we're already talking about, okay, because we found this great Indian place at a food truck down the road the other day. She wasn't there yesterday. We're going to try to find her. But then Beth already came in and said, it's okay. I saw there's a fish fish mm-hmm. taco truck, so we're yes, all covered. Is. So just get used to us talking about food and wine, mm. however we go. But on the wine note, I love that Stacy's like Karen, or not Stacy. We joked about this earlier. We'll keep on saying our main character because she's narrator. Um, Beth actually didn't name her. Yes. So. Uh, leave a comment about what you what think, you think her, her, name her, her name should be. Because she yes. never got named. Everyone else did. Yes. So I love that she's the one responsible for carrying the wine. And that was a big moment because when she trips on that wire that Beth referred to, she thinks at the time that I can hear the music playing that, you know, it's all red. Matt thinks that she's hurt where she's not really hurt. 
Um, but there's, yeah. but she thinks then that she's um, spilt the wine, broke the wine and the spaghetti sauce. Yeah. So you're like, then what so was all that? there's a succession red? of warning what? signs. Yeah. And this is one of those stories where it's like, how many warning signs do you have to get before you get away from the cabin? Like, yeah. how many things have to happen where you that instinct that you have, that intuition, that you listen to it? Yeah. Because these characters, they feel it, but they don't. Heat it's it. almost like it's so. I just realized it's kind of metaphor that about their own lives right now. They're just kind of stuck. They don't really know what to do, and they're like just saying these warning forward. signs. Yeah, just keep moving forward. Well, they already paid for their B and B weekend. They're yeah. Like, okay. Well, we got to like, get well, our money. Well, what's the alternative? Board. Do I want to drive back with this son of a bitch telling me why'd you schedule yeah. the stupid weekend? Yeah, I was trying yeah. to escape that, but it's, it's like they yeah. Like who planned it? You did. Went, went yeah. from the proverbial frying pan. So into I totally the fire. get it. I totally get it. We've we've all been there. But so, warning sign, warning sign, and then, like, you know, there's all these warning signs with the key, you know, it's unlocked, and then the biggest warning sign, though, when we realize, okay, shit, something's really bad here, is my second favorite, well, probably my favorite, favorite moment, is when she hears, when she texts Stacy to find out an update and to tell her that there's a snowmobile accident, this strange oh, man's come to yes, the door, yes. which will circle back to him. But my favorite, like, suspenseful moment, and, like, your heart is just racing, is when she texts Stacy and she hears, I was listening to it in the car last night, and Beth did such a great job, ping, ping, <laughs> ping. And it was like, don't you just feel like you're just there? Because, like, you hear the pinging, and you're like, ah! It's like I it's know. in the, he has her phone, which means. And then means she pulls it out she, and realizes And then what does Stacey's the text say? Phone. That last one that she said. Get away her. from the cabin. Yeah. And so it's like then the music, and then you're just, like, off. And see, this is what we're talking about. This is what we love to do, that scary suspense where yeah. it's like, what's going to happen? And what would you do, really? Because I think, oh you God. know, our brand of scare is, like, a survival story. Yeah. Where it's like mm-hmm. if you were put into this situation, and in the B and B, it's you know whether you're the host or the guest. It's yeah. like if this happened, what would you do? And then How if this you happened, yeah. you know you make your choices, and that happens then what do you do? And how yeah. are you going to get out of it? Because, and I think that has universal appeal exactly. to everybody because, you know, you want to survive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how are they going to come together? So I feel like you did such an amazing job of like not telling their whole backstory, but just enough that's so relatable. We've all been there with many issues, couple issues. And it's like you don't want to remind somebody of something, but yet if there's any kind of tension or fight, you're going to bring up, well, you know, I did pay for this. Well, you're the one that planned this weekend. I mean, there were so many great moments that you captured. You know, agitated with each other for sure. But yet this transformation thing that they were able to come together. Yeah. Yes. And it just, I just required a crazy guy to, you know, try to kill them. Yeah, speaking of. For them to come together. Speaking of, let's talk a little bit about that guy and kind of where your mind was See, at. Because really I think people probably have a lot of. about that guy, yes. I mean, well, we would like to leave things up for interpretation. But I, you know, in our conversation before, you were kind was of saying a little human? bit. Yeah. Was he not human? What do you think? Why don't you tell us what you think in the comments? Um, and then what about the I certainly had an idea of where he came from. It doesn't make any noise. What about that? And and then those, you know, those Black Hawk helicopters that came in and the Green Berets. So yeah. there was definitely some kind of weirdness mm-hmm. with uh, maybe a military base nearby or maybe one underground that no one knows about. Yes. Uh, and and then, yes. And then 
and then to circle back to the ending when he dies or doesn't die, there's no yes, body there. Yes, yes. So Maybe what happened to that him? was retrieved. We don't know. Maybe we'll have to have that in a sequel to find out exactly what happened to him. But he was not there. Yeah, let us know if you want to know what happened to him. Let us know if you want a sequel to find out what's going to happen to him. Because, of course, in the end, they do find... Um, their friends' bodies up, up on the roof, yeah. and I gotta say, wasn't that a brilliant ending, um, guys? Because um, I'm looking across at the author right now when I say kudos, brilliant ending. I I always like to think that the snow falling on the bad guy, um, yes, it was the weight of the snow from the season, but I said from day one. Uh, when we were kind of going through a brainstorming, as we always do with all of our stories, that I'd like to think that Stacy and what was her husband again? Matt. Oh, sorry, uh, no. Matt's the husband. Sean. Yeah. Sean. I'd like to think that Stacy and Sean had a role in like they weren't able to save their own lives, but they were able to yes. help save their friends. That's so true. So I love that ending. And for anyone that thinks that could that really happen, I yeah. could tell you that that yes. has really happened. Yeah. And we and our family was inside when the roof, like all the snow came down. And yeah. it literally felt like you had a 10.0 earthquake. Like you couldn't even process what had happened. And then you just see just the sheet of white. like that. Like, oh my you gosh, know, yeah. um, basically, you know, covering the front door yeah. and the back door. So it was really scary. And of course, that must have made it That's some kind of impression. It's making me cold thinking it. about it. Yeah, exactly. I wonder why we live in Los Angeles. Like it's like it is a fantasy though to get away in the snow. Just don't oh, go to yeah. that cabin. Just remember how okay? cold it is. Yeah. So as we wrap up, that's really a good idea. Like in the comments, we'd love to hear your guys' comments. Please leave us any questions too. We'd love to hear your suggestions on places that you'd like us to check out. Or more importantly, we'd love to hear your story. Like what's something weird that happened to you maybe in a B&B yeah. or, or just traveling in general. You know, we'll kind of broaden it. Absolutely. We'd love to hear your or, feedback. you know, send us a listing location, something that you've seen or you own that's your listing location. Yeah. And you want us to write a story about it. We'd Be- love to do that too. And we love B&B. So this is not in any shape or form, don't stay in a B&B. It's yeah, just that we everybody talk has about good stories. some of our next, our next series? Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Let's. I just wanted that. to really emphasize, like, as we were kind of just getting into the background yeah, about the so guy. Yeah, so we plan on kind of covering. Input. We've got Scare b but we plan on launching Romance b after this one. Mm-hmm. So if you have kind of mysterious, Scooby-Doo, scary-type stuff, please share. But if you also have kind of like a love connection, tell us that, too. Exactly, because like we said, all our fun, crazy, suspenseful stories we're going to set in a B&B. Yeah, and so. if you've ever seen, like, a spectacular looking B&B somewhere and like, oh, well, I wonder if yeah. uh, some people could get together there. Tell us about that one too. Exactly, exactly. And by all means, like I said, give us a lot of comments about Beth's great pilot episode. We're so proud of it. I'm so proud of her. Uh, we'd love to hear your theories about where he came from and all that stuff, like I said. And we're going to be coming out. Um, we're going to be coming out with a new episode twice a month. So check back for that. Next one, we're going to Manhattan. We'll be telling you about that in the next one. Mm, into the brownstone. And Who hasn't wanted to stay at a yeah, Big Apple brownstone? It's called Nothing Hidden. It's based on, it's in a Big Apple brownstone. And you like are just never, said. ever going to guess what happens there. Yeah, very suspenseful. So we're excited to take you. But that just goes to show you our heart. When we're not in LA, our hearts are definitely in New York. So I think I just realized that that's... Um, in Washington and Oregon. Yeah, which is where my hometown California. is. So... But we want to say thanks for listening and thanks for joining us. I mean, this for us is like the most incredible like job 
that we could ever. It's so much fun. Doing stories like this is something we've always wanted to do. We want to hang out with you guys. Having this platform is giving us the opportunity to do it. Yeah, we're really excited about it. And I I just want to say quickly, too, we don't have it set up yet, but we are going to set up where you can call in soon, and we'll be sure to let you know where you can leave a recording, too, about something crazy that happened to you or scary or whatever. So we'll definitely do that. So. Okay, so we'll we'll sign off for now. Yeah, well, we're the Garage Girls, two girls in a garage creating stuff, and That's our we'll model. see you in the we'll see you in the garage. garage. All right, guys, take care. Bye. Bye-bye.